Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again. We are very excited to be bringing to you this movie uh, this week. Uh, And week after week, we're trying to bring you the greatest movies of our childhood. The ones that really stuck in there and carried on through. The ones that you find at uh, midnight on like Cinemax or whatever. (laughs) You can't pass them by. And this week, what are we talking about, Mandy? Oh, this week we're talking about the 1986 sci-fi classic Short Circuit. Short Circuit. 1986. God, that's surprising to me. Even though I, I just watched this movie and realized how dated it was. And that seems even earlier than I thought it was. Like yeah. That's well, crazy. and then they had Short Circuit 2. Yeah, which I think is a movie I'm more Me familiar with. Yeah. I think now that I've rewatched this one. And uh, and so we're going to take a second to uh, uh, discuss this film. But before we do, we always like to make sure we ask our guests or our listeners, if you've never seen this movie, uh, please stop listening to the podcast now. Go find it wherever you can. Watch the movie and come back and join us for the conversation. And you're back. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was the greatest of all time. <laughs> and of course, we uh, we don't like to discuss these movies alone because we talk about movies We're all the time. <laughs> we talk about movies all the time, Mandy. I don't I don't really care about your opinion. I don't care about yours either. <laughs> God, do I not care about your... I couldn't... Yeah. No. So what we need to do is bring on a guest. And with us this week, we have Kalamazoo area comedian. Brent Von Kalamazoo is with us. I am indeed a Kalamazoo area comedian. <laughs> yes. Yay. <laughs> with us in the studio. Back at home. <laughs> back in beautiful Hastings, Michigan. Welcome, Brent. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> he did mention on the way here, because we rode together, how pretty the farmland is here compared to the other side of the state. So. Yeah. yeah. Ironically, uh, I'm from Bay City, Michigan. So. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> You're ironically from Bay City? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, my name means Brent from Kalamazoo. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't spend a lot of time thinking up names for things. Yeah. I stick to them. Yeah, because they don't matter. That's true. <laughs> well, you know, you you think about your your life and you realize your name is uh, not great, just like old uh, number five here. Isn't yeah, it? number five—that's a stupid name. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna go with what do you say, Kevin or what? He's <laughs> yeah. like, I'm gonna go with Kevin or Kevin. Wait, hold on. Where is it? It's. I was upset that he didn't get a real name. He did, they didn't name until the end of the movie. Yeah, very yeah. end, which I, I was forgot about. I even thought though it was he Johnny clearly. Five. It, the the impetus is the first time he steals a car. Yeah, yeah. That that here's or here comes Johnny or here's Johnny Eld Eld uh, DeBarge. <laughs> yeah, was on right. I had that uh, the I found that forty five the single for this movie like the the soundtrack single at like a garage sale somewhere and it had like Johnny Five on the cover and then that dumb looking dude El, like Eld DeBarge just <laughs> like it was so dumb. Um, but yeah, they like really pushed that that was his name mm-hmm. throughout the movie mm-hmm. and it literally never got to that point until the very very end which in fact it's the last line and it, so this is weird we're going to play the last line as the first, first clip for this <laughs> but yeah here it is just since we're talking about it number five stupid name want to be kevin or dave <laughs> or dave maybe johnny yeah johnny that's cool. That's cool. That's uh, the voice of Tim Blaney. He's also the puppeteer. They wanted the person doing the voice to be the same one that was like doing the movement, so it kind of all gelled. Wait, you mean it wasn't a robot? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. oh, I mean, yes and no. You've ruined it. <laughs> Just a complex animatronic puppet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, basically. It took I, like 12 people to make all the thingies move. Uh, what do you think about his uh, his voice, Brent? Uh, 
I don't know. It's pretty classic, hilarious sci-fi toddler robot voice. <laughs> yeah, I hated the fact that it was so cartoonish to me. Like I, it, no, there's supposed to be this like he, flat it, he's level so cartoonish the whole time though. Yeah, the yeah, second he comes that. to life, he's bumbling like Mister Magoo. Right. Like right. He get, well, even the like death robots at the beginning, like the ones that are like programmed <laughs> to kill everyone, this they sound is, a little more like Daleks. Yeah, this is their voice, and uh, this is the voice I expect my robots to have. I'm going to tell you right now. Enemy neutralized. Yep. What's ladies that? and gentlemen, I could not listen to a whole fucking movie. Oh my with that god! Voice, could you imagine though? that? No, I would die. <laughs> there's uh, well, though for me, there's a lot of problems with voices in this movie, uh, and the biggest problem is the voice of Ben. Oh, uh, yeah. Who's the white man in brown face. Fisher Stevens. They, <laughs> they never outright say that he's Indian. I know. Yeah. I they even that. mentioned that he's from what, like Baltimore or something? No, they're like, they ask him where he's from and he's like, oh, I'm from Pittsburgh. Yeah. And they're, then he's like, they're like, oh, I mean, where are your parents from? And they're like, oh, I, yeah, Boston. I don't. Well, so the story behind that is actually Fisher Stevens was hired to play Ben then um, John Badham, who is the the director, said he wanted that character to be Indian. So they fired him. Okay. So this is what I don't get, though. So did you watch um, Perfect Strangers? Yes. With Balky and Larry? Uh-huh. Yeah, I loved it, right? Bronson Pinchot. Bronson Pinchot. Pinchot. Yeah, yep. or Pincho. Okay. Yep. Okay, he's not fucking Indian either. Sure. They, well, they he's hired from- him. Okay. Where is he from? I have some, I have some notes on this. I, <laughs> I thought about this because uh, the fact that they don't mention that he's Indian or they won't admit it yeah. reminds me of Balky from Perfect Strangers uh-huh. and uh, I think Lodka from Taxi. Yep, yep. Where they're, they're hilarious foreign stereotype characters. <laughs> yes. Oh, for sure. But they're from either unmentioned or fictional places. Yeah, uh, so nobody gets, Me- yeah. is Balky, right? He's from, a, he's from a Greek island that isn't Greece. Yeah. <laughs> so no one gets offended. Yep. Yeah, but he, they picked him. They fired Fisher Stevens to pick another guy that's not Indian. Yeah. And so then they fired him, which I don't know why. Um, and then they hired Fisher they fell Stevens. Fell back right? on yeah. Fisher Stevens. Yeah. So then he had to like research to be the worst Indian, part of he, this... to, he invented basically the Apu accent. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The worst part of this exactly character is that not only is it an awful, ridiculous Indian stereotype, but it's also this like misogynistic yes. asshole, like yes. girl crazy. Girls with braziers oh, and legs. Oh my god! I have several <laughs> clips of him. Uh, like did so, you, it's did you notice that his brown makeup ends at the collar? <laughs> <And his neck. laughs> God, it's like a terrible spray on tan. I do think though that he has the best lines of the whole movie. Sure, I mean if you, yeah, like it was a classic, like awkwardly offensive eighties movie now, but back then, I mean that's that was par for the course, man. Yeah, that's what everybody did. You got it, bimbo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah girls are stupid. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> He says bimbo instead of bingo. Bingo, yeah, yeah it's the best. Uh, here is, uh, let's meet Ben and Newton then, all right? Which Newton, Newton is? is uh, um, Steve Gutz. Steve Gutenberg, yeah. <laughs> all right. Come on, Newton, swallow your guts, you can do it. And then Show every phrase, every common phrase he gets wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, what do they need me for? To tell him each robot costs $11 million and it kills people? Ben, a child of four can tell him that. That is why they are needing you. Come on, <laughs> so up. Just one dance. Well, I have to go to the Jack, so we wait for me. The John. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're doing real good. Just keep working on those last two Dude, bars. Then okay? Let us go. Let us okay, stick to the program. Okay. All right. So, I, got, I have another problem with this scene. Yeah. Uh, Brent, you work with like robotics and things, right? Uh, yeah, sort of. Is there such a thing as a, a robot practicing and learning something better? 
Uh, not at that point in time. Not in the eighties, but yes, uh, at this at this point now. Because I mean, we're listening to in the background, we're listening to a robot playing like a Casio keyboard, <laughs> and it's like messes up and tries again several times that in that would, scene. That's like some state of the art AI research now. <laughs> okay. Like that's, that's so a, fucking uh, scary. <laughs> like, I, I mean, no, it, the point where the robots start programming themselves is the point at which we have to start being a little worried. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the Terminator. Yeah, that's when the lasers start <laughs> turning on all they of can, us. They can program themselves a lot faster than we could, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like the Matrix. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> um, and then this movie also has, uh, from My Cousin Vinny, Yes. Uh, Dr. Dr. Howard Marner. Yeah. Austin Pendleton. Yeah. But he doesn't stutter in this. He does get a little crazy. There's that one scene when he gets all riled up and it very much is reminiscent of his character Uh, in My Cousin Vinny. (laughs) Which character is that? Uh, He plays Howard Marner, the the doctor, the guy that kind of runs the show. The the businessman who used to be a scientist. Yes. The guy that pulls a gun on him later on in the movie. Yeah. It's this guy here. I want you to meet strategic, artificially intelligent nuclear transport. Or saint, as we I wanted him so badly to, back, yeah, to right. start uh, start stuttering through uh-huh. this, you know. I don't know if you've ever seen my cousin Vinny. I don't think I have. That's yeah, we did that with Andy Coon. It's, it's his so greatest. Great. Uh, it's his greatest role of all time. Whoever that guy is, he'll never not be that guy. For me. <laughs> Matt, ladies and gentlemen, so good. Uh, Go back and listen to my cousin Vinny, guys, everyone. Yeah. It's all right. of all time. <laughs> uh, so, Brent, what is your overall take on this movie? I know this is kind of well, a broad... Usually we ask how long it's been since you watched it. Oh, yeah. It. We didn't even hit that. So, uh, yeah. How long had it been since you saw it before we made you watch I, it? I think I've only ever seen clips of this movie okay. or maybe, part, maybe a bigger part of the second one. Sure. I remember 80s robot puppets that were just like this that were used in a few movies. Okay. And I got them all mixed up growing up. (laughs) And then I rewatched this as an adult, finally, probably in length for the first time. It's funny that you I had to watch it twice this week. Yeah. I loved it so much. My husband, I was like, let's watch Short Circuit. And he's like, "Um, is that the one about the robot that hovers? And I'm like, no, he has like tank tracks. Yeah. He's like, what? And then he looked and he's like, what's the one that hovers? And he, I was like, battery's not included. And he's yeah. like, yeah, because he got those two confused. They're little also. UFOs. They're totally different. Yeah. So <laughs> have you seen Battery's Not Included? Yeah. I, I love, love that. that movie. It's so good. I love the whole uh, high budget 80s sci-fi comedy as a, a thing. Yeah. We do like the only modern equivalent is that they re- tried to reboot Ghostbusters. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Ghostbusters, the sound that the lasers make, the robots, uh-huh. that's the same sound they just stole it for um, from the proton packs. No shit. So the, yeah, so huh. they notice. recycled that. That's fun. Um, yeah, it's fun that you talk. Uh, what? Speaking of budget, yeah, high budget uh, '80s robot movies. Do we have budget stuff? That's uh, a good segue. We do. Well, the robots all cost eleven million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if we wanted to have our own Johnny Five, it Which, would cost us eleven million dollars. Like, I, I've got some thoughts on that too, because that <laughs> seems like way too much for your one robot soldier. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like, so they describe these robots as like impervious, right? They get shot by regular guns yeah, and get hurt, and they're out, man. Like or. <laughs> Okay, the trash monster that's inside that building just pushes him out the door. Yeah. Like, this is supposed to be, like, the the greatest, uh, like, military advancement of all time. Well, apparently not all of their robots are that good. 
I get, yeah. <laughs> Their trash robot will just bulldoze you yes, out of the building. I, know. I was like, who <laughs> like, like no put, sensors? A, put a trash robot with a laser on it out like, in the field and you're good like to go. Like 25 man. just slides in front of him like he I doesn't know. weigh hundreds of pounds. Yeah. I love it. He's like, Ugh. And he, he just magoos his way onto a trash truck that he falls out and meets a cow. Yes. Yeah. And um, that's how actually, he gets out. And, and this movie is Ferdinand, the bull. Like this guy, he's supposed to be a murderous, rage filled monster. And he meets like butterflies and just follows <laughs> yeah. them into the wilderness and lives happily ever after, <laughs> which is exactly like Ferdinand is supposed to be a, a bull who kills like matadors and can't do it. He's like, I, I won't kill people. I won't hurt people. It's the same fucking movie. <laughs> I don't, it just like it. It felt somewhat like a like a Buddhist allegory or something that <laughs> like like she's trying to explain death to him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, after she meets him, and he crushes a cat or a uh, a grasshopper, grasshopper uh huh, um, and then he's like, uh, "Reassemble, yes, yeah." And yeah. then she's like, "No, I can't reassemble him. He's dead now." Yeah, but that's I mean, having kids time. though. And like, then he decides that killing is wrong, which makes him worthless as an eleven million right, dollar war machine. Exactly. Right, he's now just a, a toddler, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, le- learning things. No, yeah. I. But that's kind of like I mean, how old was Lexi when she learned what death was? I'm not so sure that she knows what death is now. Like, <laughs> really? It's very much uh, not in our. Like, I mean, where is she? Can she find out? <laughs> no, she's she's. Can out. we show how old <laughs> yeah, were you when you we... saw your first dead body? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna take her. On old Harlow Road. Good to see you. Find a body. No, well, Kate, my daughter, she just turned four. Um, like six months ago, she was looking at pictures of great grandparents mm-hmm. and with Mark's parents, and she's like, "Where are they now?" And they're like, "Well, they're dead." It took her like two seconds to be like, "Well, are you gonna die? Is mommy gonna die?" And then the right. whole world just like fell down around her, and I'm like, "Great, let's deal with this at three. Well, the thing with us is it's very death for us is very finite like we are not religious so there's nothing else left it's not like we can ease that sort of by telling them okay they're no longer here they're someplace better or they're whatever so we are not trying to instill that into our daughter so that conversation is very bleak and yeah so it's just not something where we can try to like help her through it by saying oh it'll be fine because she's, she's in where, yeah with or, rainbows yeah. And, and unicorns and it's the greatest yeah, of all I, time I think so. in the long term it's uh easier for the kid to grow up not worrying about where they're going to go in the afterlife right i think uh, so yeah it's, they, they've i studied religion actually yeah um and they they always used to talk about how people would invent religion if they didn't have one just to sure. Yeah. Think about what the afterlife was like. Sure. Like, and then they did some research about people who grew up atheist in Scandinavia, where that's common, and just, they, they checked, and actually those people aren't worried about it at all. They just never had a crisis worrying about if anything happened. Yeah. And, and they still had fun, because they didn't, yeah. didn't want to, you know, they weren't like, oh, you're going to hell if you smoke that wacky tobacco. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's I, no... I, I grew up Catholic, so, like, I... <laughs> Had a lot more anxiety, I think, than I needed to have. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I can't imagine anyone feels better off for it later on in life. They're like, man, I'm glad I was so nervous about all of the dumb shit that I wanted to do. Uh, that just never happens. But, yeah, I, I mean, there's some things to be said for religion. You know what I mean? And it's always been, like, the unanswerable questions. That's their excuse. It's like, right. why does this happen? Well, it must be because whatever our God is said so. So that's why. But, I mean... 
now I don't think it's as necessary. I think there's a lot more answers than there used to be. Well, it took Kate about five seconds because she was yeah. like, oh, well, if you die, I just get another mommy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was like, got to cash it in. I'm like, where, where did this? Yeah, I'm like, somebody must have. So when you die, I get another mommy. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, people, and I'm like, I get, your dad's pretty hot. So yeah, you probably will. People move on. You know what I mean? <laughs> you gotta move on. Um, you got no choice. So this was filmed in Astoria, Oregon. Do you remember uh, what, uh, what was Astoria? Goonies? Yes. Astoria, it's yeah. The same, yep, the same, even some of the same roads oh, fun. that they like rode their bikes on and stuff. Um, and then, uh, so we were talking about budget. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think the budget for this movie was? Jesus, I don't know. It had in to 1986. Be, it, yeah, I assume it was more than 40. most. 40. Okay. Million. 40 million. I, I'm not sure. That's I'm, a little high. Yeah, I'm going to say. Based on the cast, I mean, there wasn't an Ali Sheedy was a name. Uh, the Goots was probably off. Of, was he doing uh, Police Academy by that point? Yes. Yeah, so was uh, G.W. Bailey. Yeah. Um, uh, Scroder. Which, damn it. by the way, we called. I did not even think about this until last night when we were watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, we called uh, another guy that we went to school with that we didn't like Scroder. Weird. And I don't know why. Like my sister, if you're Missy, if you're listening to this, remember that redhead kid that we didn't like because we totally called him Scroder, and I don't know why. Who was? Is this an older person, an older kid? Or? I mean, he's, he was our age. We just called him Scroder, and then when uh, do I, I know who it was? No, because this was a different elementary school. Oh, okay. Plainwall, not right. Delton. Well, never mind then. But yeah, so I was like, oh, but yeah, they did the first Police Academy movie it was like two years before this. Okay, so those guys have been working together for a but, minute. Then God, did he get typecast or what? I know. Because he the was worst. the same character yes. in Police Academy. The fucking whistle shows up. Too. I know. Like, stop blowing a fucking whistle in movies, Scroder. Like, you <laughs> really pigeonholed yourself into a damn well, yeah, character. He was on MASH, and he played kind of a douche on MASH. And in Mannequin, he plays the security guard. So he just always plays this, like, super douchey part. And right. he's not bad looking. I feel like he could have gotten some better roles. Sure. Maybe yeah. he just can't act. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe, all he can maybe do. Maybe that's actually his some personality. People, like, Arlie Ermey. You don't say that he got typecast. He just got cast as himself. Yeah, he was that guy. Because he wasn't an actor. Maybe was he that guy? Like, was he that before he became an actor? Because he's pretty old when he. Well, he was on MASH. He was was uh, some kind of sergeant. Okay. Like, he got that job because he had had that job. You mean Arlie. Arlie Ermey. Yeah, I'm talking about this. I'm oh, talking sorry. about Scroder. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know anything about Scroder. <laughs> yeah, I just want to know if maybe that's why he got cast in Probably. that. He's good at it. You know, he's an asshole and he, like, tells people what to do. But, I mean, um, let's meet him just oh, for the sake of... I know, sure. we're going to go back to the budget okay. thing, but since we're in the middle of this, yeah. let's, there's no other good way to, to unveil a Scroder. <laughs> I knew it. Goddamn garbage cans. Garbage cans with guns. You fangled bullshit. This is PG, by the way. God, things were so different. Coffee machine. The coffee machine's important later on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to say, because of the cast, uh, Ali Sheedy, Steve Gutenberg, that guy, um, I'm going to look at somewhere around the 15 million mark it was exactly 15 million jesus christ uh, i am on a fucking so roll cheap. <laughs> well, I, I don't um, have a reference for what movies cost, that's okay but. we do this every week so we have a kind of a better yeah. idea but um they, they only put 1.4 million into making the robots the robots okay uh, yep so well, and they had what at most they had five right they, they well yeah they they had mostly like they had five different heads yeah. for um number five for johnny yeah um the when they did the th- the 
this uh, three stooges scene yeah it was like the biggest pain in the ass they had like 20 people on each robot like trying to make all the different um mo- movements and yeah. stuff and yeah they were like oh my god it was awful but it ended up working out so there were some parts of this where the robotics and where the motion and stuff were pretty clean and mm-hmm. it seemed pretty great and then other parts of this was very stop motion animation and real like choppy like real hard to watch kind of and it was fun to see the difference between like the scene where he like jumped and bounced around and shit. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty ridiculous. They really actually, when he jumps off of the bridge, uh-huh. they literally had two robots that they just trashed because they <laughs> threw him off of a bridge. So nice. like when he's falling, like legit, I mean, I'm sure it's not like got all the bells and whistles, yeah. but still. Like when they flip a car over in a movie and you watch it flip over and there's nothing inside of it. Like <laughs> yeah. it's just an empty... <laughs> Like there's no oh my motor. god brent was in my car like if if my car flipped over i would be <laughs> buried in trash like it would be the worst thing ever um well, so no, what, you you i mean you you were buckled in so you would have a head surrounded by a pile of trash <laughs> that's up at the ceiling well she was survived would have survived the car crash but all this shit stabbed her well, in the yeah. neck she drowned in the garbage <laughs> yeah. Flowed to the top of the car when it became the she bottom. She couldn't breathe. <laughs> um, so, how much do you think the movie made? There was a sequel, which is a good key yeah, indicator I mean, of how much the movie makes. Because if they're if it didn't make any money, they probably wouldn't have uh, poured money into it. But sequel. they were only trying to make back fifteen million. Yep. Right. So. Yep. But they had to make enough to justify it. So I'm going to say it at least doubled its budget. But I'm going to work toward more of the mark where you were saying for the initial budget. I think that's safe. Yeah, I'm going to say somewhere around that, uh, like 35 to 40. It was fucking 40. No shit. I can't believe that you got this on the nose this time. I'm getting so much better. God, remember in the beginning, I was like, oh, I think the movie cost maybe $16 to make. And And you're always, it was a movie you really liked. You're like, oh, it made $250 million. Like, oh, it's got to have made, uh, this had to have made at least $150 million. And And I'd be like, seven. It made made, seven million. It didn't make its budget back. Like, it lost money or some shit. That is hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah, so good well, for good them. On, yeah, good on them. Yeah, I'd I'd be curious to know what the what the sequel. Well, were. the sequel didn't have Ali Sheedy or Steve Gutenberg yeah. in it either. So just brought back Ben. Yeah, yes, because he was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, really? Yeah. <laughs> he was in Hackers too, wasn't he? I don't know. Um, Steve Fisher. He's been Fisher in some Stevens. stuff. Like looking at him, not in the dumb like the brown face. face uh, <laughs> It uh, you like I see him now and I'm like oh I know him from other things. He was I think he was also in a show called Key West that was only on for a couple seasons. I'm gonna yeah. look it up right now. Oh, he wasn't Hackers. I am so good. I nice. didn't even look that up first. Oh man, you know what? You know what that makes me think? Jesus H God. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus H God. God. I've never ever heard that in the history of life. Well, they say <laughs> goddamn multiple times in this movie too. Yeah, but I they mean, swear, yeah, but, but it's only PG. Jesus H God. Things Who were. Says that? I mean. There wasn't a PG-13 yet, was there? I don't know. That's a good question. It was around the time that they did that, because they, they say shit in this movie. Yeah. Well, um, Spaceballs was PG. Yeah, and that was That one was really bad. They rough. say asshole like 45 times in yeah. 10 seconds. So. Yeah, a, lot, a couple fucks in it, and yeah. I'm going to look up when... I know, I know stuff was weird before PG-13 came What out. was that? Because uh, it was only... Who was the... Was it Tipper Gore that started that shit with the rating systems? I think, yes. Or, or like Dan... Like, what is it? I'm not I don't sure. Know. I thought Tipper Gore did the uh, parental advisory stickers for like rap music, music and rap shit. music. Yeah. yeah, yeah, one of those fucking ruined what, everything. Well, I don't know if this. But is it, that was all sort of like. 1985 to 1992. 1984. Of so this would have had a yeah. PG-13 rating. Okay. Because this was 86. Yeah. So it should have. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 
It was Red Dawn was the first PG-13 oh, movie. Oh, fun. Wolverines! <laughs> All right. Um, so here's the, uh, the through line for people trying to... Uh, Trying to let us know that uh, robots can't have feelings, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. it's We got this a couple of times throughout the movie. Maybe it's pissed off. It's a machine scroter. It doesn't get pissed off. It doesn't get happy. It doesn't get sad. It doesn't laugh at your jokes. It, it just, just runs program. So that's the point when we have to start worrying, right? When it uh, when it starts when it starts uh, not just running programs. Is that... He was just teaching an arm to play music. Yeah. Like... <laughs> He really should have expected that it could learn stuff. <laughs> yeah, that bothered me a lot because I was I was convinced that at that point in time, that just wasn't going to be a thing. That's not something that you have to encourage the robot to keep trying, you know, like like it's taking lessons <laughs> like, or whatever. I, I thought that Gutenberg was a little too reluctant to admit that the robot uh, had become alive. Yeah, like he that made was his this, robot. Yeah, he, he sh- in all likelihood, that's what his end game would have been like no, but then he tells him that fucking stupid joke oh that isn't God. even funny well, that, that's a turing test do you know what that is <laughs> uh-uh. there's a uh, alan turing was the this great computer scientist who uh cracked the nazi code in world war ii and then was sent to prison for being gay um, oh that's lovely he uh had the, this idea that ai would slowly approach human intelligence and that you'd have to they, they named this idea of a turing test after him which was like Anything conversationally that you would use to determine whether or not uh, something was sentient. Is that the, like the Blade Runner vibe? Don't they have like conversations with robots to make sure that I, they're... Yeah, I think that's the same vein. Yeah, yeah. Uh, huh. But anyhow, yeah. But it, like in this movie, the Turing test is him having a spontaneous reaction to a joke. Yeah. Okay. Because um, the idea is that a robot has become self-aware when you can no longer tell that you're not talking to a robot. Yeah. Or that, that you you can no longer tell that it's not a person. Sorry. Sure. Yeah, it's one in the... Yeah, the the person or robot are one in the same. The same conversation would happen with either or whatever. But, like, the thing for me is, like, wouldn't that be the case if it just gave up on its original programming? Like, clearly this thing had stopped caring about what it was told to do the moment it got, like, struck by lightning. Which, again, another, like, trope of movies yeah. from, like, the... Yeah, I, I love that. That's, <laughs> lightning will will do that to they a robot. Frankenstein's monster attack. <laughs> well, they played back and forth with different ideas. They thought that maybe like an alien came down and like inhabited the body. Yeah, of Jesus. They oh, actually, weird. yeah, they thought that um, like one, it was actual person. Okay. Like their brain was inside of it or something. And then they were like, oh. no, that's too fucking scary. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, and then they ended up just going with the lightning. But they didn't actually really like it. They were like, did eh. you notice that they didn't mention it after it happened? Yeah, probably they were like, like I hope that everybody forgets this. <laughs> yeah, well, like they check the robot out. Like he gets hit by lightning and then they everybody's going to go inside because it's about to rain. And they, they, they're like, oh my God, it's fried. And then they open him up and look at the circuits. They're like, oh, no, he's fine. And then they slap it on the ass and tell it to go back <laughs> right. to the garage. Um, Which... And I, they never mentioned that he was hit by lightning again after that, yeah. even well, they though they're trying to figure out what's power, wrong with they it. They call it a power surge. Yeah. They're like, he got hit with a power surge. And now but like they don't him. explain, like those two guys should have very, like they very much should have told Steve Gutenberg that this is what happened. So I'm, he's, I'm seriously not sure if he knows for how little it gets mentioned after right. it happens. So yeah. as far as they're concerned, all of the other six or five or four robots are about to do the same thing. Like, I, I they're do all love, about to come well, alive. It's not like... 
if these were sent to war, that they'd never get hit by lightning. <laughs> they're tall and they're made of metal. They work outside. And all that has to happen for this robot that costs half as much as a fighter jet yeah. to decide that killing is wrong is for it to get hit by lightning. That is awesome. Right. I love it. Um, it's becomes totally worthless, even if it was any good before, which it wasn't. It was not. It was so ungood. It was not a good... Un-good. <laughs> not a good way to fight a war. They're not bulletproof. There's a panel that's always open that has a big red off big red button. I know, that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do? We're oh, talking about how they were going to beat button. the Soviets by dropping them behind the line. And that, I think Scroder says... Uh, that each one of them carries a 25 megaton bomb. Yeah. And that's also never mentioned again after the first five <laughs> right, minutes like, of the movie. I'm like, do all, does Johnny Five have a nuke in him? <laughs> like, right it's now? never mentioned. <laughs> well, yeah, because, I mean, in the end, they think that he's dead. And then he, so he's just driving along. He's going to have a, like a radiation leak. And he built one, right? He builds himself like a facsimile and just sends right. it out. In the I world. thought it was one of the Stooge robots one, the first time I saw it. So I saw that he built it out of van Spare parts. parts, yeah. Like, so what happened is Johnny Five became sentient, created life himself, like created another one of these robots well, and sent it out to die on his behalf. Like he didn't turn it to life. He seemed to uh I mean it didn't act he, he alive, seemed to distinguish it? It was the functioning. Difference. Like it was moving around and being like it was very Johnny like when it was running away. Like it seemed scared, you know? Uh, well maybe he uh that's that's fucked up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he created a life to take the place like to take a bullet for him because he wouldn't even kill the other robots. I know that were sent after him, even though he knew that he was alive and they weren't. Right. I love when he replaces his arm and it just like pops off, and then he just pops another one on. Yeah, like, like that's all it took. Like this is not going to just fall to shambles in in <laughs> war in combat. Well, <laughs> you know, the one thing where I, he was super durable is when he gets pushed by a vehicle on the road at yeah. highway speeds. Yep, going sixty that's, down the road. That didn't seem to hurt him at all. Sure. But. Getting shot by like a forty-five caliber gun appeared <laughs> or, to be or the, pretty the garbage robot that yeah, just, just like scoots him along, nudged out by a garbage <laughs> monster. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we get this. This is the first chance I think we get to hear Johnny's actual voice happening. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? What really hate it. On? I love it. I, I, I hate know. his voice. It must be the print scanner. It must be reading. That's paid product placement. Oh sure, absolutely. Both in uh, in actual uh, content and then again on the screen in the mm-hmm. same. Yeah, they're they're really yeah. Johnny Five it. displays the ad font. Yeah, the Doctor Pepper scanning font. <laughs> scanning the font to redisplay again. Um, so I, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I just I hated the the readouts that he would send back to like command center was all the like the shitty fonts. That like just pick a font and go with it, but I guess that just made him be alive. Like that was his form of speaking. Was the way the fonts were coming I mean, out through, all jumbled through the screen. Yeah, yeah. Like you could you could definitely have passed that movie off for being from the nineties, except for the ridiculous green mm. computer screens with the terrible uh, fonts. Yeah, the black on green. Oh my so. god, we like, still use that as like like that's what the state's like lean program and everything's on for like criminals. Yeah, it's still like I, when I ever I boot that up, I'm always like I always expect it to be like hello Joshua or <laughs> want to play a game. Yeah, but speaking of war games, that's actually um, Ali Sheedy's in that too, and that's oh, okay. a John Badham movie. We haven't. Uh, I, I don't did think love we've. War games. We, I don't think we've met uh, Ali Sheedy yet. Uh, no, she plays Stephanie. Stephanie, Stephanie Speck. Yep. Uh, victim of domestic violence, yeah, and uh, the worst boyfriend in the history of cinema. Absolutely, yes. yep. 
Total D bag. And uh, animal lover. Yeah. Unexplained. Yeah. Yeah. She's just. What does she do, by the way? Oh, she has that snack food truck. truck. She has a food truck that she pays for her giant house that's full of books. And 8,000 animals. Yes, it's true. <laughs> well, she rents it, I think. She yeah. Because she talks about having a lease. Yeah. So. That, like, that's still some friends stuff yeah. to me. Like, there's <laughs> a disconnect between what she appears to do for a living yeah. and what she has. Well, they're out uh, in Oregon. You know, it's a big foodie market. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she must be very successful. Yes. When they're watching Saturday. That might be one of, we never see her do her job. Right. That, exa- and it gets trashed and she doesn't even care. And this whole movie right. takes place over like a day. Right. Basically. Anyway. She, um, yeah, like, but like maybe she's got a fleet of those trucks. We don't know. She might own a conglomeration of food trucks in the Astoria area. I know? see no evidence of that. That's yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Saturday Night Live or, or Saturday Night Live. I knew I was going to say that. The Saturday Night Fever. Oh, yes, yes. Um, that was also directed by... Um, the John Badham. Okay. So when they do like the dance sequence and stuff, yes. that he's kind of like promoting his own. Right. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed that scene. Mm-hmm. I was it. It added a little life to the to the robot, and it it was cute to watch. It was a fun scene for me, um, which was necessary at that point because this movie was starting to drag and become a little bit slow for me. And I'm like, come on, like do something fun. And then we got this. Fucking love the Bee Gees. I love the Bee Gees, and I will fight you. I, I, don't <laughs> I love care. them too. Did you notice in this scene he knows the words to the song that he's never heard before? <laughs> yeah. Well, he might have caught Input. it on an infomercial. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. He's only been. He only had access to a radio for like five minutes in the movie. Yeah. Right? Maybe he watched. But he learned to, or he used to learn the name he used later. Well, Maybe that was like a VHS a diff- tape. It's not a difficult song. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's basically the same. Yeah, I guess that is true. Over. That's probably the middle of the song. He's just, he's like, I get the chorus. He's, he I understand singing, what choruses are. Yeah. Um, that, that's some pretty impressive machine learning. I, I love that you said that the movie was slow and this kind of helped pick it up yeah. because. There was a ton of like semi-romantic things. In- yeah, I, I disagree that it slowed down because there was he. There was no uh, dead space where Johnny Five wasn't in uh, slapstick antics or breaking things or <laughs> right. spilling everything in the house. I guess I just got tired of listening to Ben and Newton talk about girls with brassieres and shit, and I'm like, <laughs> come on, like this is hokey and well, dumb. The thing is, is there was a lot more romance. They cut it out. Yeah, I guess, because that makes sense. there was yeah, yeah the audience because it the doesn't te- make any sense. It is crazy. Yes, the test audience. <laughs> well. It, it made me think of like Howard the Duck because yes. there's like a weird like human duck crush going on in Absolutely. that movie. Did you ever see that when you were? That was there? literally my favorite movie going. Oh, oh my god, we, sh- we should we have done it. it. Yeah, yeah, we can still we'll do that. We can <laughs> yeah, still we can do, do that one with you. It, which is funny because objectively, shoot, is it the worst George Lucas movie or just the worst? That isn't a Star Wars prequel. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, if you're asking me, really yeah, terrible. Matt hates anything. All Star of Wars. the Star Wars movies are the worst movie. But I loved Howard the Duck growing up. Yeah, it's so Sorry, weird, and so gross, and weirdly adult. Okay, so how long has it been since you've seen that movie? Uh, quite a while. Because watch say. it. I would say watch it again. And it will blow your fucking mind at how weird that fucking. So you okay, thought no, I, I'm you, aware you understand of that it's weird, it but watch it now and it's it's worse. Okay, he's gonna, reading Play Duck in the first. <laughs> scene we of are that so movie. going to schedule this after we're done, uh, so we go. can do that one. It's the greatest of all time. Um, but yeah, the, the test audience was like, uh, no. "No, she thanks. was like hugging and like kind of like kissing." Them. Sure. Like, how do you even kiss the robot? Well, she like, kisses him on the side, right on the sensor, right on the sensor. Okay. Why? Why is Johnny Five male? Yeah. Why is he attracted to human women? 
how can he assess what, that she's pretty? Yeah. Okay, All of these so are unexplained. That may have been programmed and in. And why is she so into it? By, well, <laughs> That's the big she's, thing. She lives um, with like 19 ducks. I, so. just, I have to say, there's a lot of women out there that are in love with a machine. <laughs> hey <Hey-o>. hey <laughs> Did you not notice that Johnny Five has a uh, a third appendage that's in the middle? I yeah. did. Yeah, they call it his third arm. Yeah, yeah, that is a big R two D two penis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he let's just meet. uses to hack cars and stuff. <laughs> yeah, he took a, a full like Camaro apart or whatever that was in like. That was great. That was a thirty Trans-Am, seconds. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't know about cars. All right. Uh, so this is Stephanie. Uh, she's the victim of uh, domestic violence. Thanks for calling me, Mr. Free. Rat son of a bitch. This bitch, she gets like a bat thrown at her. She gets like nudged yeah. out of the way. Like, and leave that like, old lady alone. Yeah. This is my home. It's not your home. I live here. What are you doing with Beasley? Beasley. You know, he looked kind of sick to me. The office. The office reference. He doesn't look sick. You look sick. This whole scene. This whole scene is amazing. Because first of all, uh, the dog is on the roof. Right. Yeah. Unexplained. Uh, second of all, her ex-boyfriend has come back and he's pretending that he wants to make up with her, but it's actually him uh, dodging the fact that he's come to steal her dog and sell it to medical science. Yeah, right. like how much are you going to get for a dog? That's Just... the worst guy ever. Like, that, <laughs> like it, it, <laughs> Yes, uh, he is totally horrible. She owes him money, he figures. Like what's... Stuff. What's the most offensive way we could introduce this ex-boyfriend? <laughs> so, like, okay. oh, he's come to steal her dog and her sell it to three-legged dog. Yeah, he's mean to her. Uh, he's mean to the dog. Uh, he throws like he throws her down on the ground mm-hmm. and then gets more pissed off about his car. Right. Like, that's, yeah, we so hate every much, part of this guy. So many shades of domestic violence there. It's so <laughs> glossed over like it's not a big deal. 50 shades of domestic 80s. violence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's get some... Uh, Let's get some sweet, sweet info about ladies from Ben and Newton. Oh, love good. I feel like I've been cooped up inside this lab forever. Well, it's an opportunity to spread your legs. Good <laughs> to smell the breezes, hmm? Has it changed much out there? Oh, yes, you can say that two times. We're on our way God damn it. to the great outdoors. I love it. You know what is out there in the great outdoors? Girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With braziers and legs. Mm-hmm. You have a working knowledge of girls? No, but I read about them. Well, then, maybe I can furnish you with some schematic drawings. <laughs> <laughs> well, my niece... Uh, thank you, come again. My, yeah. my niece and nephew are, nerds. are half Indian, so their oh, yeah. dad is from India. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, they were born here. They talk just like everybody else. But to hear my niece use a, an Indian accent, like her grandma or whatever, is the best. She sounds just like this guy. Yeah. And so, it's so great. It's I mean, like... It's when Sonny Panda imitates his parents. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 But but yeah, it's it's clear that uh, Ben is not a recent immigrant. His parents lived here. Yeah. He shouldn't talk like that at all. <laughs> no. He should at least have a, a a slight handle on common vernacular. Like right. The 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 absolute. Like he's learning words for the first time. Yeah. Like or these phrases that he heard once on TV, and he's like, "I'm going to try that," and every part of it doesn't wrong. know what which name is the toilet. Yeah, yeah, Jack. Yeah. I'm gonna go to the love, Jack. I think it's like great. that's. Ne- he's never used a bathroom before, but he's always wanted to try that <laughs> phrase out. And he's like, I'm gonna do it today. I just expected to feel like really super offended by him because of you know, yeah. but I wasn't. Yeah. I'm, I'm like at all. I'm like, this is great. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so here's, uh, I would ask Stephanie. I'd be like, Hey, Stephanie, uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think you are? And then this is what she would say. God, I'm so stupid. 
Stupid. Yeah, Stupid. you are, Foolish, bitch. Foolish, gullible, doltish, dumbbell, lingering. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Silence. Hush. Sit on it. Can Boy, it. am I the jerk of the world. You just programmed. Jerk of the world. Turkey. Idiot. Pain in the ass. <laughs> of course, he got the definition from jerk of the world out of that uh, encyclopedia. You right. Know, like it's, uh, he, he read a dictionary. He read everything in that house. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently... She had a lot of books, by the way. I was, I'm impressed by that. Though. Oh, yeah. She probably had a copy of Jerk of the World, I think. That was, that's, what I, that's what I look for. <laughs> I was familiar with that phrase. God, I hate it so much. But um, Yeah, I mean... It's fun. The movie's cute, right? He's like a little toddler learning yeah. things and being becoming aware of the world around him and the whimsy of that and everything. So it was a fun sort of, uh, you know, deal. Like, yeah, to I deal mean, with he that. was very innocent. Like, yeah. he, like a and child. And not at all like E.T., a movie that had just come out. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Metal, metal E.T. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. that's so true. Brent, so on this show, we play a couple of games. Okay. Oh, we've started a few games that we play <laughs> and you are going to participate if you're willing. Uh, the first game that we're going to do, we're going to swap things around a little bit. And the first one we're going to do is we're going to play a game called Chop This Synopsis. Okay. Okay. That means I want you to take whatever you think about this movie and how you would describe it. And I'd like for you to chop it down into 10 words or less. Okay. So I'm going to give you a minute <laughs> to decide what those 10 words are going to be. And in the meantime, I'm just going to play. Oh, that's what I'll do. I'll play the shitty joke, that that clip of, yes. the, of the joke. That's a long one. So that'll give you some time to work out how you would describe this movie in 10 words or less. Okay. He's committed. He's got a pen. Yeah, he's writing shit down. He's not <laughs> counting on fingers. I know, everyone everyone else, else does. <laughs> we've asked has just started counting shit on fingers. But here we go. There's a priest, a minister, and a rabbi. They're out playing golf. And they're trying to decide how much to oh, get yeah, to not to mention the so anti-Semitic the says, well, we'll jokes. Yeah, absolutely. The we'll throw the money way up in the air, and whatever lands inside the circle, we give to charity. The minister says, no, we'll draw a circle on the ground, we'll throw the money way up in the air, and whatever lands outside the circle, that's what we give to charity. The rabbi says, no, 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 we'll throw the money way up in the air, and whatever God wants, he keeps. Mm. <laughs> All right, so I paused it there. What I hoped, what I wanted to have happen that I thought should not that I wanted it to, but I thought was going to happen was Steve Gutenberg was going to pull out like this crazy rabbi voice. And that would have really topped off this whole joke. It would have been like, <laughs> whatever God wants, he keeps like just fucking <laughs> Mel Brooks sort of nonsense, you know? And, uh, it didn't happen, but, uh, but, that, that's a racist joke. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. totally. But we did get this. Would have been worse with the accent. We got this awful fucking laugh. It's so bad. Okay, so this is... uh, I've paused the clip. There's more of this clip. I've paused it, and this is cut. I've clipped out several instances. Like, this laugh is so long and god-fucking-awful, and this is the part that I kept in that I didn't cut. Oh, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) If this fucking asshole was at a comedy show that I was at... I would kill myself. That is hilarious. So before we get to... Wait, uh, hold on. Okay. It's still happening. And, and, the, and the joke wasn't even that funny. No, the it really wasn't. The Whatever God wants, he keeps. Oh, you look kind of shook up. Yeah. It's really true. Hear the music, music swell. Spontaneous yeah. emotional response. What? I am alive, yes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 you are. You You're are. A real boy. We're in the fucking desert. This is so stupid. But anyhow. Um, before we find out what um, Brent's uh, answer is, uh, do you guys think Ali Sheedy is good looking? Yeah. I, I mean, in a in a strange sort of like girl next door kind of way. Yeah. Like she's not like hot, I guess, or whatever to put quotes in the air. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think she's like, 
she's yeah, she's she's nice. She's I had pleasant. forgotten she's... What, what she had looked like since I hadn't seen War Games in a thousand years, but uh, I think she's really cute. Yeah. Um, Okay. More so because she has so many books. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, I just, I, I don't really think that she's that cute. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Steve Gutenberg's that cute either. Right. So there was like literally nobody in this movie for, for you to look at other than Johnny, you know, I mean, um, with that third arm, you know. <laughs> right. The machine. Yeah. Um, I think Scroder's good looking. <laughs> That is crazy. But, but only when he doesn't talk. That is Like, craziness. as I'm watching him, I'm like, he would be good looking if that voice wasn't coming out of his face. But Isn't yeah. he like some weird little like tiny like bulldog short. looking dude? Yeah. Like, but. I don't know. All right. Brent, do we have a final? I'm, I'm about to have a second one. Give me a. <laughs> oh, I want to I like answer it. the question. We'll, we'll get to pick two here. Or we'll and actually, the, the shitty boyfriend's good looking. Yeah. I mean, I guess for like a weird ass trucker hat yeah. and vest sort it's of. It's just like that's how the 80s were. Like they didn't have to have two like super good looking main characters. Right. I yeah. feel like a majority of the movies we've done. They... Yeah. There's like one that carries the film. And even sometimes it's not the main character. It's just some sort of like eye candy yeah. in the movie that should be like, oh, that's why we we put that in the trailer. Like we put her in the trailer <laughs> right. and everyone came to watch this movie. Right. But, yep. Totally. Because I mean, everything was like fucking Tom Hanks movies or whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, do we want to hit? Okay, let's just hit. Uh, we can hit the El DeBarge song. Okay. Uh, who's Johnny to give everybody a handle on what we were talking yeah. about. This is on the radio when he's driving the van. So horrible. <laughs> it's not a good song. No. But uh, <coughs> I it think, sounds like a commercial. Yeah. And I think Eldebarge had one other It's a song. commercial for this movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think he had, well, the video, I uh, the music video for this, I watched on YouTube uh, and it's just clips of, of uh, this movie. Like gotcha. with him sort of half singing in it's the background, like a, like a failed version of the Ghostbusters song. Yeah, yeah, but like but way. The but that lawsuit. was Bobby Brown, though, wasn't like, it? This is way mellow and like no, that was um, Ghostbusters was the guy who sued. He was sued by Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis, yeah, because uh, it was just the music from I Want a New Parker drug. something. Parker? Ray Parker Jr. There it is. Okay, yeah, I know. Maybe Ghostbusters Two had a Bobby Brown song in it. I don't know. I don't know either. Anyhow, but this it's not as great. good as where the space balls. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> space balls. I only saw that movie like At least three I times. I wasn't supposed to take that one seriously. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. This was like meant to be like a hit, you know, mm-hmm. like Jesus Christ. This is rough. Um, OK. What do we got? Brent? OK. I've, I've got uh, 10 words or less. How do you describe this movie? I got two versions of it. All right. <laughs> um, version one is uh, killer robot learns not to kill. Dances with Ali Sheedy. <laughs> That's it. Okay. I'd watch that. Me too. And a uh, dirtier version of okay. the synopsis. <laughs> uh, robot opens third eye, learns to use third arm. <laughs> In parentheses, dildo. <laughs> yeah, it's like a weird fucking haiku. <laughs> I love awesome. it. Yeah, I'd watch both of those, I think. <laughs> Maybe not with one at work and yeah, one not at work. Yeah, right. One's not safe for work. One I'd watch with my kid. I'll, uh, I'll let you guys. The second decide. one is the extended cut. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, the bathtub scene is very, longer. very extended. Yeah, that is so weird. That yeah. whole bathtub scene. It's weird that they didn't. They decided not to cut that when they were cutting all the other weird, like sexual tension. I know. Then, He's like, ooh, Stephanie. <laughs> like he got a little robot. And they both yeah. end up electrocuted. Oh, listen, listen. <laughs> this is great. 
I am sporting a tremendous Woody right now. <laughs> That, right? Oh, yeah, when he's talking so about well, that they that. had a moment in the yeah. restaurant. He's like, tell me all about it because yeah. I'm having a orgasm over your I'm experience. A trem- I'm going to start saying that from now on. Uh, yeah. Like every time I see a hot guy, I'm going to be like, I'm sporting a tremendous Woody. <laughs> That's going to go in the uh, impressions montage <laughs> for you. Goodness, I am sporting a tremendous Woody. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> that is uh, right. so awesome. So when everybody, uh, whenever anyone talks about this movie or like thinks of an iconic part, they always pull out that like, the no disassemble part, you know, mm-hmm. like when he's like all sad about life or whatever. Uh, so I guess let's hit that and then we'll I talk have about. A, I have a different one. Okay. The your mother was a snowblower. Oh, I didn't even pull that. No, that's I, the one that we used to say that all the time when we were little. Huh. Squash. Dead. God, this music. Disassemble. Sad. Dead. Disassemble. Dead. <laughs> I mean, the fear of death really does make you realize how alive he is, though. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he wouldn't be afraid of dying if he didn't if he wasn't alive. Yeah. I mean, do it's also him becoming very quickly a better person than the people who made him. Yeah. God, yeah. That's why she doesn't want to relinquish him back to fucking Warmonger Central or whatever. It's also why the movie isn't uh, a movie about a bunch of people who work for a, a war contractor trying to recover a dangerous rogue machine yeah, yeah. well um, and she is it's a very like, different movie from their perspective right They're like oh shit we left a nuke outside yeah we right. let a, a nuke is rolling around the countryside let's <laughs> don't know what it's doing yeah well and they like they like roll it out like tons and tons of people with tons of guns and and that, go after that him. armored personnel carrier that hits him and yeah then he pushes him down the road but it doesn't have windows so right they can't tell yeah like, did you see something like yes. wait you're this is your search vehicle Right. The vehicle with that you can't two, see anything. two by four inch windows. <laughs> uh, I can't get over how, like, w- she, when she thinks he's an alien, how cool she is with everything. Yeah. Like, she's kind of like, nuts. Yeah, take me to your leader bullshit. Yeah. She's, oh, they came for me. I knew they would. Yeah. <laughs> she's got, like, this weird, uh, they, they can't decide whether she's really dumb or really smart yeah. in this yeah. movie. Like... Who she does have a couple throwaway lines that are like, "Oh, are you a guy in a spacesuit? Are you yeah. an alien, like brain in a in a box in a robot?" Yeah. Um, but it takes her until the next day when it's daylight to notice that he has English writing on right. his yeah. outside. Yep. That his name is just printed on his chest. I mean, is, it's yeah. He doesn't look like he looks like a machine. He doesn't look like an alien. I mean, I yeah, don't know. I guess like, I don't know what aliens right. look like. But like she like that's some really. That's some advanced sci-fi knowledge for her because she she's like, oh, it's like a Dalek from Doctor Who. It's a trash can robot with a little squid brain in it, or right? Something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not just or a if, robot. If nothing else, it like it's a huge leap in logic to be like to go from like I've seen things that are shaped like robots, but I'm going to assume that this robot-shaped thing is an alien, and I'm like, going to be fine oh, with it. Like even though it's it could literally like just run me over yeah, and kill me in or, my sleep, or have a why don't you come into my a house? nuke in its abdomen? Yeah. Like it could literally be that thing. Did you notice that uh, after he flies off the bridge and he, he hits that parachute, mm-hmm. and then he floats down and lands on the top of her food truck? She doesn't notice a robot that must weigh hundreds of pounds. Yeah, sure. 250 Land- pounds is how much they actually weighed. Oh, weird. So okay. I, I I figured that it had to be somewhere in there. Just Yeah. Uh, just lands on her roof and she just keeps driving and doesn't notice. Yeah. 
I, yeah, What's I, the largest thing that's landed on the top of your car? And you've <laughs> yeah, like if I'm driving on the road, like on a dirt was it, road, and was a it stick, a man? A stick hits <laughs> the roof acorn? of my car. Yeah, yeah. And I, I freak out. Like if a if a coconut hit the top of my car. <laughs> yeah. I would swerve off the road. Well, and it would also damage the <laughs> fuck yeah, out yeah. of your car. You'd right. stop and look and check for damage. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. All right. So, so she is stupid. We yeah. pretty much just figured it out. <laughs> She's just an idiot. We're like Allie shitty, right? <laughs> Come on, everybody. All right. We got something else with her? Well, no, I've, uh, we've got another game that we play on the okay. show, so we're going to hit that, but go ahead. Um, just the fact that her thinking that he's an alien... Her approach for teaching him about what the world is like when he needs input and doesn't know anything mm-hmm. is totally insane if it's an alien. Uh, it's per- It makes perfect sense for what he ends up being, which is a robot with a toddler brain. Yes. Who need- but she's like, oh, look at my house. I've got... Floors, floors and <laughs> ceilings are the opposite of floors and air. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a plant. <laughs> these are, these like, are animals. They're alive. You- do you think that the aliens got that far without having floors? <laughs> <laughs> These are lower life forms. No, Allie, you're a lower life form. But yeah. Okay, so we have another game that we play on the show. These are recent developments, uh, sort of. I mean, we've been doing them for a bit now. This one is called What's That Sound? <laughs> right? You're excited, I can tell. Um, so what we do is we find a clip from the movie that's not like super obvious what's happening. But it's kind of gettable. And we play a sound from the movie. Uh, and then we ask from you either what's happening in the film or what's uh, what's about to happen. Things like that. So in this particular instance, I would like to know, based on this sound, what we're seeing on the screen at this moment. Okay. okay? So here we go. Uh, Mandy's never heard these before. And so if you don't get it, she'll get a chance to take a swing at it. And if neither of you get it, then we're going to pose the question to the audience to uh, email us. I'm in. A little worried what do I song? win? Uh, you win the satisfaction of knowing that you're one of, I don't know, like three or four winners of this uh, contest. Okay. There's okay. been a couple that have not gotten it uh, A plus all like the way through. I feel like this is going to be a really hard one, though. It, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Okay. Ready? Right. Okay. Listen close. Here we go. That's it. We'll play it again for you. Oop, Mandy's looking lost. Uh, talk it through (laughs) talk it through no that sounds it sounds like old timey movie music played over what's either drums or slapstick so I'm gonna go with the scene where he reprograms the other robots to be the three stooges okay I'm gonna give you half points for that this is the actual scene that he's watching on television of the three stooges uh, okay when he's so that's where the old timey music comes What's from the popping sound that's the three stooges slapping each other oh okay oh, so I'm, that was I close so enough did not, yeah okay i'll give you points i'll give you half points for that one all right so now we have one more this is the second round of what's that sound everybody <laughs> all right here we go ready this one's gonna be i think tougher but we'll see how it goes I, I, I know exactly what this oh, is. Okay. This is a uh, th- this is the PG version of uh, the best part of RoboCop. Okay, if you remember, um, <laughs> you remember when RoboCop shoots that guy's dick off? <laughs> yeah, uh, was it? Is it Red Foreman? Is that who he? No, no, no. That no. it's like a random rapist oh, that he okay. runs into. A random rapist. <laughs> yeah, you know, we've all fighting crime, and he, he tries to, to put the woman in front of him as a human shield, and he just shoots. 
RoboCop shoots through his dr- through the girl's dress. Okay, she and must be really the tall. Rapist dick off. Yeah. Uh, this is when uh, Johnny Five pantses the abusive boyfriend. It's not. What? Oh my god! I, I thought I was so excited. I, I was like, I think you have this. I think now I, you heard the sound of that happening. I think, and that's gonna that's, that's what threw you I off. I thought that was what the. Uh, I'm so, I'm sorry. What what's the goal of this game again? I thought I was supposed to identify the sound of the thing. That that's happened. right, but that's not that's not this scene it's, at all. Like what? that's. It just kind of sounds like that, but it's not this scene. Okay, we're going to play it one more time. time. That sound right there. I know. Okay. That's a parachute. Okay. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's when, that's when the after, which I wanted to make sure we removed this scene of this game far away from that, because we kept talking about when that truck was pushing him down mm-hmm. the road, and then he veers off it goes off that ramp and then of course that's when the parachute pops out so i heard it the second time it sounded more like parachute <laughs> it did but yeah it does sound like, like that guy pants pants. zipping and or whatever yeah, that's but, what yeah. mark's like so do Which, they he's like can they control the intensity of their lasers because they shot that guy's belt buckle but when they shoot anything else it explodes yeah. <laughs> now it's clear that they can control because they can blow up anything from a tank to shooting your belt buckle or the brim of your hat off. yeah Without exploding your head, which is cool. Um, which is cool. And that's been what's this sound? Yeah. All right, <laughs> all right, guys. I think I mean man, that, I, I brought up that whole RoboCop scene for nothing. Yeah, that's all right, man. No, that's, yeah, actually, this was had been kind of compared to RoboCop when they were coming up with the oh my god the like ideas. A, it's a stretch, man. That's a pretty weak well. I think they were but, trying yeah. to like keep it from being like that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We don't want uh, it to be like a death is that, machine. Is that why Johnny Five doesn't have any apparent armor? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. None of it. Like he he is literally made of aluminum. And and is not a war machine at all. No. Well, it's just the big red button that you can push. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, guys. Before we wrap this thing up, I do want to remind everybody. Right now, uh, everybody's gearing up for uh, the Deggy draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was part of the Deggy draft last year. I got drafted number three, and I went to the whoop, New York whoop. Jets. I don't know anything about uh, football. You I don't... Jerk! I was in double digits. I think. Yeah, you got drafted pretty <laughs> far, pretty far down, but. I, I got I got floated. I knew I was in it because he loved uh, he loved my submission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My so, genuine draft can, and that's what you have to do, right? You've got to make things, create stuff, be funny, be humorous, and join the Deggy Draft on Facebook. So get in there, join the Deggy Draft, participate with all the rest of us comedian losers, assholes. You don't have to be a comedian. You don't have to be a loser. You probably ought to be an asshole. Um, but yeah, just make up fun stuff and get yourself drafted. It's a great thing. It's a little community that uh, comedian Adam Deggy has created on Facebook, and he has been on our show before. Uh, we love him. And uh, yeah, go join the Deggy draft. So that's D-E-G-I. my little... D-E-G-I. Yeah. People my... have a hard time getting it right, yeah, apparently. Yeah. This is a weird thing to promote. I, well, I'm doing it to try to get points. Oh, no, I can tell. Toward, I can tell. toward Commissioner Deggy. Yeah, um, I don't know how to top last year's other than to actually track him down and make that giant can of beer with his face on it again. Yeah, but I need to track him down and give it to him before it's spoiled. Right, like like last year I drank it and then sent him a picture. (laughs) You need to get like a clip of him drinking out of a can that has his own face on it. That's ideally okay. So that's uh, uh, I just wanted to make sure we tucked that in there, Brent. Uh, what do you have uh, going on? You got anything coming up as far as plugs or anything or just uh, social media stuff? Where can we reach you at? Uh, <laughs> I'm on Twitter and Facebook and all kinds of things. Okay. Yeah. I don't have anything that I'm promoting at this exact moment. Sure. Just go out to Kalamazoo area In stuff. In the middle of a m- move. 
Okay. If you go to any Kalamazoo open mic, there's like a 70% chance that I'm performing. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. I'm well, usually not listed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just shows like up. It's an Easter egg. <laughs> a nice treat. For yeah. The show. You're the best kept secret of Kalamazoo. <laughs> Kalamazoo. Named after. Kalamazoo. Yeah, named after Kalamazoo. And <laughs> From Bay doing, City. Doing comedy. Yeah. Father Baron Von Kalamazoo. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Baron Von Bay City, isn't uh, it? Right. Uh, okay, so you can uh, you can reach us, the show here, uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, anything you heard about, anything you want to talk to us about, what we've already said, things we missed, stuff you remember from this movie that you wish we had talked about, or other movies you want us to cover, anything like that, you can reach out to us via email at anotherepisodepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at anotherepod on Twitter. You can find me specifically at Matt Harper Jokes on both Twitter and Facebook. And Mandy, where can they reach you? Well, they can find me on another episode podcast on perfect, Facebook. Perfect. All right. Well, Brent, that's the end of the show, I think. Uh, thank you so much for coming out and joining us for this. Oh, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, any any final time. thoughts on the movie? Anything? You, oh, will you watch this movie again? Do you uh, think? I think so. Yeah. There's, I really liked it. I'm sad that I didn't watch it growing up, but I was big on this genre of sci-fi 80s movies yeah. that were comedies. And I was big on the concept of having a robot buddy. Sure. When I, when I was a kid, you needed a butler, <laughs> but a for, robot butler. Now, for me, it was Data. Yeah, obviously. Well, sure. Yeah. Who, who would have failed the Turing test in this movie? Yeah, because he doesn't laugh at jokes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I um. Yeah. I have a robot buddy. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> for the most part. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> um. Catch the uh, Waldorf uh, shows that are coming up. Uh, we've got one at the uh, and, and January 25th. I don't know when this is going to drop. I think it's going to drop after that. Uh, but then we'll have another one coming up in uh, March, Sorry probably. Somewhere in March we'll do that. So go uh, find the Waldorf uh, page on Facebook, Wally's Brew Pub Comedy Club, and uh, check out who's performing there. And anything else we got? Mm, I wanted to give a shout out to Seth Moore. Thanks for listening. He oh, has perfect. sent us some messages. Yeah, yeah. He asked us to do a couple of... Dennis is still listening. Yep, Our thanks. spillover from Elemental Podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Adam West throwing some love at us from Tennessee. Yes, he did. Carrie May, thank you so much for uh, always commenting and putting messages yeah. in, asking us to do movies. Yeah, giving us suggestions and stuff. So. <laughs> that I always love and Matt's always like... Eh. No, I'm totally down for Clueless, man. I'm, I'm excited for that one. Uh, not so much Willow, but I mean, if, what the people want, you know. Hell yeah. They'll get. That's why. That's my excuse for why we're doing a uh, another uh, episode for Groundhog Day. I'm so. going to let you finish this out. Uh-oh. We got a coughing fit going on, and that's just as good a time as any to end the show. Thank you so much, Brent, for coming out with us, and uh, thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Hey guys, this is Matt again. After we wrapped up the podcast, we realized after talking with Brent and Mandy that we missed one of the clips. It was Brent's favorite part of the movie. And we decided, you know what? I forgot to end the podcast with a clip anyway. So we're going to drop it in right now. Uh, this is uh, one of the best jokes in the entire movie. The police are looking for uh, Johnny Five, who has escaped. And we get this gem of a line from uh, an old couple who gets pulled over. Uh, I think they're in a truck. I hope you took the grass out of the glove compartment. Anything wrong, officer? So that's it, guys. Uh, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you so much, and uh, enjoy another episode.